Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy come in last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I lay my money at a fast pace. Alright, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters. We're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast, because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today, we got back by popular demand, KDZ. What's up, what's up? With us today for the first time, at Sixfo Burt. Yo, follow me on Instagram, Sixfo Burt, S-I-X-F-O-E-B-U-R-T. And then back with us, we got the Duke, Dan Demand Levitan. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> I made us drinks today, and we all know I make half-assed cocktails, <laughs> mixing as few ingredients as possible. But today, we have this drink, is called a highball. Dan, you had one on the podcast before, correct? No, yeah, we've 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 dabbled in the highball a few times. You two is uh is your first time trying one? Yeah, I don't I don't really drink often, so well, yeah, uh, he's not a big drinker. Only when I'm around, uh, he usually has a couple beers with me. But other than that, what do you guys think? It's it actually tastes, pretty good. I like the good. citrus with what, it. What uh? Why don't you tell <clears throat> me what's in a highball? I just realized though, like the fucking ice cubes are a ball, so. Yeah, it's it's actually that's part of the, the name. Yeah, that's where the high yeah that's where the highness comes in. It actually at one point was a Death Star. Yeah, I could see that. That's, so, yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I could see the grooves in there. Yeah. It's a it's a little melted down now because it's been in there. But yeah, it was uh, a Death Star. A lot of the drinks or cocktails you make that because it melts a little bit slower, so it keeps it cool without watering it down as quick. See, I wouldn't know right. That. Yeah, that's some old man drinking shit. You'll there get you there go. eventually. Yeah, you probably... That's experience. But this drink, it's got it's got whiskey and ginger ale, which we're in Michigan, so that means Verner's. That's Usually. a medicine for all. Verner's right. is a medicine. It's like the Detroit Tussin. <laughs> Multi-purpose. <Yeah. laughs> Clean your counters with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the citrus is your choice, and that's it. So that's why it's a cocktail I make, because it's whiskey and pop. Simple. Right. Yeah, it's simple. Good. Very yeah. simple. Yeah, that's pretty it good. It really does. No, I had to cut up that orange, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said this is half-assed. I mean, this is clearly full-ass. Yeah. <laughs> don't cut yourself down a butt-cheek, my friend. What's up with the beer? What kind of beer? What you got going on there? It's a Founders All Day IPA Session mm-hmm. Ale. All day. Not just, like, is from that noon local? to three. That's local? Yeah, Founders is super local. It's one of the biggest Michigan. I guess Bells would be the biggest, Not but yeah. it's out of Grand Rapids. Okay. It's one of my favorite breweries, but they did get in that trouble with the uh, the racist corporate culture shit or Uh-oh. whatever. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that was a little rough, but it's one of those things where I say, yeah, that's that's fucked up and you shouldn't do that. And crack oh, yeah. another one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> crack another one. Shit's delicious. You know, yeah. Can't do that. That's rude. Yeah. Uh, hand me that all day IPA, please. Yeah. I'm going to dispose of all of this in my belly. Well, me and uh, KDZ, we went the opposite of local. What do you're rocking a little Mexicano tonight, ain't Yeah, you? yeah, I got my highball, but I got my little Modelo chilada with the picante in it, so it's got a little more of like a, a spice to it. Muy I like caliente. it better than the other, yep. Chilada, that is clam juice, right? Yeah, yeah, clam yeah. Juice. Got a little tomato in there, you know. Conte gives a nice little hint to it, so. I went to uh, the opposite side of the world, and I'm going Guinness, <laughs> because tis the season. Merry uh, hallowed season to everyone. It's the time for... Candy, costumes, horror movies, and hoodies. And Guinness. put away the, all them light beers and go for a nice dark stout. Yep, so yep. that's why I hit this Guinness. 
It's a cool, crisp day. Got my hoodie on. I'm ready for them dark beers. You remember the first beer you ever drank? Uh, the first thing I ever drank, I think, in my life, bro, was like snuck out of the house at like five in the morning, you know, young as hell, drinking Mike's Hard Lemonades. Got drunk off them bitches. I would have been young as hell. My first shit wouldn't have been beer. I was in prime uh, malt liquor territory. So probably, uh, I don't know, it'd been either Old E or St. Ives. Cold 45 double malt. That's <laughs> I don't know if it was my first beer, but I know when I was around 15 or whatever, my dad got a, uh, a canned vending machine. So it was just loaded with beer. And for some reason, he got like a deal on Labatt Blue. So we just had cases and cases of Labatt Blue in my basement. No, that year I was... I was fucked up and Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That I was like, Canadian drinking all I was that beer. Drunk as fuck, just yeah, eh. I was What's like, all this about? I was like What's seven years old. What's this about? I was like seven years old and I took a drink of my uncle's Milwaukee Best that he had in the fridge. It was like half Milwaukee. Right. It was like the red one. I don't know. And I drank and it was so bad, dude. And I didn't. Yeah, the beast. I didn't even think about drinking again until I was like sixteen. See, probably. not not one person here named like. A good, a good drink. Everybody right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It was bad. Garbage. Mike's Hard Lemonade, like, what? Well, I mean, oh, I grew man. up in, like, a Bud Light, a wine Bud cooler household, <laughs> so I'm surprised mine was even as fancy as Labatt Blue. Like, Yeah, yeah. Before we get into it, I had a podcast I want to recommend. It's a big supporter of the show, David Breakspear, our friend from across the pond. He's a writer and researcher at nationalcrimesyndicate.com. He's got a new episode out of his podcast, What Can Be, where he interviews the guy, DJ Vatica who wrote the book Greenwall. The guy's a former CO, and it's a book about a place where he worked where they had a CO gang that was legit, like, like torturing prisoners and throwing up gang signs to each other and shit like that. Okay. And David Breakspear is big into prison reform. And it's a real cool podcast because David Bra- Breakspear has spent decades in prison, and this guy has been a CO, but they're both working together, together on prison reform. Which, so it's really cool to hear both sides Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ebony <laughs> and ivory. <laughs> and then he's also on a podcast once a week, Wise Guys Hideaway. So it's with Boston Rob and Ian, David Breakspear. So if you're listening to this shit, you're already into criminals and gangsters and stuff. So check it out. It's a real good podcast. As always, before we get started, we got to make sure we thank Six Fo Sueno for letting us use this song in the intro. You can follow him on Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube, and then also a friend of the show, Cancer who does the song in the mid-roll, Blood. You can go to his Instagram at Eyes Bleed Defiance. He's got his uh, his photography, his graphic art, and you can see our logo there. He did our logo, too. So go check him out. If you have a hard time finding either of them, you can go to our website, badguypodcast.com, and we have all the links on the website. You can find them and click through them there. So the bad guy we're covering today is Lester Ben Binion. This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. Lester Ben Benyon. Okay. He, I think he, we got a boy named Sue situation. His name was Lester, so he had to become tough. AKA Lester Benny, Ben Benyon? I don't think that. Oh, see, AKA name. Benny. Yeah, I yeah, would immediately yeah. go by Ben. Drop the he just sounds like a mobster, like Benny. That's just a mobster name, but like just an old... I will say, his other AKA, you gotta have some uh, cojones to just be called The, the Cowboy. I feel like yeah. he should have put it together. He's an outlaw. He should have just been AKA Benny the Cowboy. Yeah, Benny the Cowboy, he's an outlaw. Sounds That's all real. I think. That's yeah. what I think so far, so we're gonna see what this guy's Might about. Might be what I call him. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, <laughs> Benny the, cow. the Cowboy. This is drunk people that did a little bit of research, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. Benny the Cowboy it is, yeah. whatever. He did go by Benny Binion, so that's why we calling him. It's a good call. 
Benny was born November 20th, 1904 in Pilot Grove, Texas, which apparently was so small it's not even a city no more. It was just their house. They just claimed it was a town. (laughs) They had 10 houses in the whole town. One day they're going to get them a corner. Yep. One day they're going to get them a corner. (laughs) We went to this ballpark in Dayton one time. The ballpark was five years older than the street that it was on. (laughs) (laughs) So country shit, man. Yeah. He was so sickly as a kid that his parents didn't send him to school. And at a young age, he would go on the road with his father, who was a traveling horse trader. Damn. So was, they were like, you know what? We're not even going to send you to school. You're too fucking little. He was a big time horse trader. This on it for the Kentucky like... Derby. This is an example of a, like a traveling stock show. At the time, you didn't have the internet and shit like that or big stores. So you'd have these big shows where all these farm, you know, all these farmers and cowboys would get together to look for horses and cows. It's like a flea market. <laughs> yeah, that's what they had to do. Flea market of horses. No TV, no internet. Let's just look at some cows. Yeah, let's look at some cows and some horses. I seen comparisons where they said it was kind of like a used car salesman at the time, because like sometimes they have horses that were a little lame, and they would take a pebble and stick it in the horse's ear and march it out there so it looked a little more lively. People, <laughs> people bid on it and they get it, and it's really just a slow horse, but had a pebble in its ear. Even before used car salesman was a thing, people were out there shady ripping people off. I'm just imagining that somebody like walks up to the horse, checks it out. All of a sudden, this guy comes out with like a loose tie, like, "Hey, buddy, I see you checking out. Come on, low miles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, low miles, low, low miles. miles. Yep, low he's miles. just smacking. He's just smacking the horse. Check out the undercarriage. It's really nice. We've got 300 yards on this horse, guys. We just got the who's rotated. It's all dirt road miles. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all dirt, dirt road, road yeah. miles. <laughs> Despite no formal education, he became a skilled horse trader, and he learned the ins and outs of gambling by watching traders and cowboys in their downtime at campgrounds and county fairs. An entrepreneur. No education, just jumped right into horse trading, learned how to gamble real good. You, so, go. you don't need education when you go to the school of hard hooves. Yeah. <laughs> or did the town even have hard a school hooves. of it? <laughs> By the time he was 18 years old, Prohibition was in full swing. Benny moved to El Paso and began a bootlegging operation smuggling liquor over the border. So the same thing we still do in El Paso today, except now yeah. now it's the cartels and it's cocaine and heroin and they'll chop your head yeah. off. It was the booze war. That's yeah. what did it. I wonder, did he use a horse in transporting? Most likely, right? Well, Texas, 1920s, they had some cars, but they were few and far between. So I'll imagine some probably horse, probably some uh, horse, horse carts. Yeah. Horseback uh, with fucking lanterns through the night. After a year, he moved his bootlegging operation to Dallas, which at the time was a growing city. He ended up doing time twice on small bootlegging charges. So even though he didn't have a formal education, he did a couple bids young. So that was his his criminal education. He grew up in crap games, go to prison a couple times. Bam, that's like an associate's in criminology. Yeah, he's probably yeah, a smart sure. kid. I mean, never know. He probably can't spell criminology, but yeah. he sure as hell do it. I don't think I can spell criminology. <laughs> but he can set up a dice game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the alphabet, but I sure know these numbers. In Dallas, in addition to his bootleg, and he started a policy racket, which would take bets as low as a penny, and it became quickly the more profitable of the two. I mean, you guys know what a policy racket is? A policy uh, racket? Uh, the, the numbers? You guys ever heard the numbers game? You have to school me on that one, because <laughs> yeah, I don't have no idea. <laughs> That's like what uh, Bumpy Johnson, if you ever see the movie Hoodlum, in a lot of the real poor neighborhoods. It was kind of like a local lottery okay. where everybody, you could bet a penny or a couple nickels, and they would do it two ways. Policy was where they would actually have a wheel that they would turn and draw numbers. Numbers was where you would base it off like the last three digits of a stock exchange or okay, off of okay. a betting slip or something so that it was out in the news so there was no room for discrepancy. Okay. But it's the same concept. It's basically just like a... So it's old school lottery. 
Right. Pretty much. But, okay. But yeah. neighborhood lottery. You're, yeah, you're betting, neighborhood within, lottery, you're betting yep. within your people. That's even not, better. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's it was, not state funded, so there ain't no taxes and yeah, shit. Yeah. So it was illegal thing. what he was doing, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, but less illegal than right. the transport. Yeah. Right. Well, it's illegal right. because, like I said, there's no tax on it. That's what makes shit illegal. Right, 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 right. When the state's like. When no, the government or the state can't the, tax, it's illegal. I'm sure in 1924, it took a long, or around that time, it took a lot longer for them to catch on and still find you right Have you been getting our telegrams? This isn't like the times where you could do a bank robbery and ride over the hill. Once you get out of sight, you just got away with it. Yeah. People legit used to run from the cops by moving to a next county. Going, now, my name, now my name is Fred Jones. And they'd be like, all right, well, Fred Jones, you need a job or something? Grow a mustache, shave it back yeah. out. Yeah. Move what? 50 miles away, dude. You're just in another fucking cell. Well, like, what's great is like when you read about it, it's all the way into like the 1960s and shit where cops finally said like, hey, you know what? Even when they go into the next state, let's still try to track them. Like all the way into the 60s, it was still <laughs> you go into the next state, you're free. 1920s. Gotta love the times. 30s, no. Oh, we're in the so, 30s? No, nah, he's still in the... We're still in the 20s. We'll be oh, here okay. for a minute. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> still still in the 20s. Okay, okay. We're still in the 20s. He had a busy 20s. Uh, yeah. If only we knew numbers like Benny Binion. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he took all his money from the policy. This policy racket was his biggest racket. Then his bootlegging money. And he set up a network of no-limit dice games through, like, Dallas hotels. Sometimes he'd rent out, like, whole floors. This attracted a lot of high-end clientele. So he had the people that wanted to buy a penny... He would take their bet on the policy. People that wanted to bet, he had no limit dice games. However much you want to spend, you can come to the hotel and bet there. He was like the father and sons of betting. No bets too big. Yeah, no I was gonna say I was gonna say a penny back in this time was probably like betting fifty dollars on something like. This is old school, right? Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, it was like a dollar or two. You yeah, know, it's like the same right. like as if you're playing the lottery. Yeah. And then everybody's doing it though, so that's dollar, dollar, dollar. You know what I? Them jackpots were probably like two seventy five, two dollars, probably like right. three bucks. Now, Benny was said to be likable, but he ran business with an iron fist. When one of his number runners was caught messing with the count, he stabbed his eye out with a pencil and then leaded his ass. Boy. You have to do that the first time. <laughs> right. You have leaded his you ass. Fucking uh, Heath Heath Ledger Joker him? Yeah. <laughs> seen end of watch. We're doing yesterday. Right. Yeah. Stabbed him all over the pencil. Want to mm. see a magic trick? Or as the guy from John Wick would say, with a fucking pencil. <laughs> In another incident, when a guy, his guys caught a man that had robbed his dice games, he ordered them to shoot him in the guts and bury him alive. Gut him alive. I mean, you're he, you're a young kid. You're out here making a lot of money. You're already doing all this other illegal shit. You might as well state your name. You know, make a point. Make a point. Yeah, you take from me. Make a name for yourself. Well, I mean, it had to work because, I mean, he did all this shit, oh, ran this giant thing, and we have two examples of what he did. <laughs> like, yeah, because after you do that, everybody's like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Cool. Right? Oh, hey. Someone robs you, yeah. you have to set one example. Yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't just kill hey. him. We shot Expe- him in the guts of buried Especially alive. back then, that? like you said, like, there, there's no internet. There's none of that. You know what I'm saying? No social media. So it's like. It's all word to mouth, and that's the best publicity. If I tell one of you guys, if I tell if they guy, come three the guy counties who ran over, off Benny's dice game just got stabbed in the like. No, you come not, three counties over horseback, and you tell me who Benny is. You're fucked. You're getting your name out there, right? Oh, well, and we cover it a lot in the show. Like when you're in that world, the mafia world, you have to be tough in order to run that shit. Like you have to. The one guy got assassinated just because he said, "Hey, you know, let's try not killing as many people," and they said. 
Oh, well, now we, we gotta kill ass, this guy. Yeah, they're like, that's that weak ass bill, bitch shit. We're stabbing you. Well, here's my. Yeah. I'm sure there's thousands of criminals out here. You know, 100. There's people in the justice system right now that aren't, you know, naturally aggressive people or angry people or this or that, but maybe right. had to do something to prove a point. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, once you're in that situation. Right. Well, that's know? why they say, you know, prison. We were talking about earlier, prison reform. You send someone to prison, Good they're going to come out a better gangster. Good dude. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. That's the thing, like, go big or go home in Texas. Yeah, go big or go home. I also believe you do not mess with Texas. Definitely don't mess with Benny the Cowboy. Eventually, Benny had bringing enough money, he was able to pay off local sheriffs and judges, many of whom would frequent his gambling establishments. Yeah, grease some pockets. So now what he's doing is legal. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Kind of. In, in his area. Mm-hmm. It's, well, what's legal is what is, is legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legal is whatever the cops won't bust you, you for. To appease the conservative Christian parts of the community, because it's Texas, which is Wild West, but it's still Bible Belt. Yeah. So in addition to his payoffs, Benning would have to agree to controlled raids. The sheriffs would give advance notice when a raid would occur. They'd call their normal clientele and tell them they were closed for the day, but they'd bring in their own guys to gamble so that they'd come in and do the raid, and then they'd pay a fine per head for everybody in their gambling, and then an extra fine on the house. And in return the police wouldn't smash up the um, equipment. Okay. Right. So nobody had to spend more than a day in a jail. They wouldn't break up the equipment, and they'd be a ba- back up and running. See, that's the, the smoothest, because that's that's just bribing out front and in front of everyone. Like, hey, we'll pay these fines. We'll just pay you guys money. I mean, it takes money you to make money. You guys did right? your job, and the world keeps us spinning. Like, we're just going to keep on doing is. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're Fuck straight yeah. up just buying off the cops in front of everyone. And then this is how shit like this goes south because some everybody's happy and then eventually somebody mm. wants more, <laughs> right, isn't yeah, happy yeah. no more, and the feds say, you know what? Well, it's it's all it is, yeah. I'm gonna I'm a call it right now. Uh, the state just always wants their cut, so I bet you eventually he starts making more money and doesn't start paying them off as much as they'd like to be paid off. There you go. Benny at his peak in the 1920s was paying as much as 600 a year in payoffs. Or he was paying as much as six hundred grand a year in payoffs. <laughs> that's a Whoa, big switch. Damn. That was Whoa, a giant switch. Six hundred grand in payoffs. It shows man. how much I know. You in said six hundred. I'm, like, I'm like, maybe that makes sense. Six hundred bucks. Yeah, when you said six hundred like, a year. Yeah, damn. If a penny's like a dollar, six hundred. That's uh, yeah, six hundred thousand. Like, holy shit! Like man. six six hundred grand. Like this is when currency was just made. Like nineteen yeah. twenty. Uh, right like shit. you better keep track of them zeros better, or Benny's gonna take your fucking eye out. Benny's Take your <laughs> That's a big fucking leap there. Uh, it is six hundred thousand, six hundred grand, six hundred grand in the twenties. So you wow. a million dollars. Because I don't know if you will know, but how much is that? I didn't look it up. You I son do it half of a the bitch, time. you bastard! Half the time I do. You know we you have bastard. inflation queries, man. <laughs> I proofread it too, and still didn't put that fucking in there. Man, you, you gotta be on these numbers, man. Get your Benny up. Benny would let independent operators run games in his area for a twenty-five percent cut off the top. Yep. Just take his cut. So far, I like this guy. Good business strategy. Just chilling. Yeah. I mean, he really is the Texas man. All the shit's straight out of the mob handbook, but he's just... He's uh, doing it in Texas. He's just a little illiterate Texas boy. Yeah. Just fuck it. Yeah, well, I wonder, was his dad into all this shit, or was his dad just trading horses and then, like, one thing <laughs> will do another? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where did his criminal life influence that? Because you were just trading horses. Well, maybe he's just a mob. He probably looked right. up and he was like, "Well, maybe I could fucking, you know, it just happens. Whatever, I mm-hmm. guess, right?" He was just planting the whole time. You thought he was staring at cows. He was planting in his head. Just wait. He had all this move. You know, it could have been one of these things where his dad, when you grow up in that lifestyle, it's like growing up in a bar. It's not necessarily a criminal world, but it's not the 
brightest future. You know right. what I'm saying? So when you're traveling, just like traveling with the circus or a carnival or something, you know yeah. what I mean? When you're doing this traveling road show and you're stopping at these, you know, these shows and these county fairs and stuff like that, like there's probably some seedy underbelly, even if he's not a straight up criminal. It's, he probably picked you know, up on it. He for sure picked up on it somewhere within them shows or something. Like said, it's, business, it, yeah. it's like growing up the kid, you're going to work with mom every day and she works at the bar. So you spend all well, day every day at the bar. Like it's not well, criminal, but well, like you said, he went to Dallas and he caught him a case. That's like going to college. So, cause it seemed like after he went to Dallas, after he got busted, that's when he started his real enterprise. And that's when he really got his shit together. Yeah. But at this time, we haven't really uh, said it, but at this time, he's, like, running his own rat. Like, he has his own crew. He's, like, the head of an organization, kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah so. they, uh, he's very much referred to as a mob boss. He's obviously not a mafia I was about boss. To say, he's a boss. Not, he's a boss. There's a, a difference between the mafia and a mobster. It's the same. It's the way. It's he's OC. a cowboy. <laughs> well, I believe he would be the baron. He wouldn't even be the cowboy. He would be the, the baron. baron. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that name for him, the Baron. Yeah. All right, we're rewriting history. Yeah, He's not right. Benny. Yep, yep. See, and Benny the Baron even goes smoother. Yep. God damn, Benny, get your Benny shit together. Benny the Baron. Spoiler alert, at one point they will say, most of the people that do research say, it, it was like the mafia with cowboy hats. That's exactly the vibes I was getting off it, too, as we're, you know, as you were telling me. I'm doing the same shit yeah. the mafia does, just yeah. in cowboy like hats. Like I said, though, Benny is a mobster name. Yeah. He was born for this just shit. Yes, this one's all American, <laughs> yeah. boy. Yeah, he's just all American. Horse trading, all that. He married a woman named Teddy Jane, and they Teddy. went on to have five children. Two boys and three girls. What's weird is they had a boy named Ted, but they didn't have a boy named Benny. Whoa. So they right, what? Run that back. Where the fuck is Benny Jr.? <laughs> no, way. <laughs> Where the so fuck they, is Benny yeah, Jr.? Yeah, they named the boy after the, the, the wife. Yeah. Teddy. Yeah, because it, no. it was Betty and Teddy Jane, and they had two sons, <clears throat> Jack and Ted. So. Wow. That doesn't seem very Texas. That seems very, uh, very well, progressive. Never name your kid Teddy, guys. Was it? Just I don't know, because Ted is a cowboy. Na- there are cowboys Teddy named Roosevelt. Ted. Cowgirl. And, I mean, he might just not like his name. I mean, I probably wouldn't name my kid after me. In 1931, Benny Binion was convicted of his first murder. He shot and killed another bootlegger named Frank Bolden. Fortunately, so wait, like, how old is he now? Uh, 1931, he was born in 1904, so that'd be... He's 27. 27, 27 yep. Yeah. 27. Oh, shit. So, yeah, kind of young. Looks like 6 year Bert's going to be yeah. working for Benny before he <laughs> Yeah. Dies. I am a mathematician. Good math, good math. Uh, I didn't go to school, though. Shout quick. out to the horse training. Yeah, shout out to the horse. I had to count uh, the horses. So about to be 6'4", Benny. I play, a lot, I play a lot of darts in cornhole, so that's, I think, how I'm good at it. 6'4", Ben. That's your new name. There we go. <laughs> it's already actually a 6'4", Ben. Shout six out 6'4", ben. ben. Supposedly, in this murder, Frank Bolden attacked Benny with a knife in his backyard. Benny fell off his seat. He was like, where the fuck is seat my pencil? Nine, yeah. We're seating on this, bitch. And then he came up shooting. That's when they started calling him the cowboy because they said they shot him cowboy style, which I think that just means, I don't know, he pulled, like he shoulder rolling and shit. He left it at his hip. He pulled it from, he pulled it and left it right yeah. here. That's what that means. He just called him Pilgrim as he was shooting him. The time wasn't big enough for the two of them. Yeah. That's all it was. It's because it happened probably where that came from. So he was convicted of the murder of Frank Bolden, but Frank Bolden was a black man. In 1931, Texas. So Benny received a two-year suspended sentence for the crime. I don't know if you guys are familiar with suspended sentence, but that means you don't go to jail for it. Uh, that means like we're giving you two years, but we're gonna let you slide on it. I mean, all all races aside, uh, he was being attacked with a knife in his own backyard, wasn't he? Right. I mean, that's so yeah, I mean, I mean, self-defense. I mean, I don't know how exactly. it worked back then, or you know, it's it's unfortunate that you take right. a life. I think. Right. 
Well, I mean, it's not like they ain't already burying people alive in the desert. He might have shot the guy. Well, I mean, if the guy's... Okay, if this guy's a criminal and he's in your backyard, he probably was working with you or something to where, you know, he's back there. Right. You know what I mean? You know what he's getting into. Well, and I mean, he did it cowboy style. Right. Come on. He was indicted for his second murder in 1936 when he shot a rival numbers operator named Ben Frieden 10 times. Ah, see, that wasn't cowboy style. That's when you get busted. He rode up on a horseback with a Tommy gun and shot his ass. <laughs> I mean, why? The guns back then only held like three shots. So why, <laughs> what business did he have shooting he this guy two, ten two, times? He had a two-two revolver he's, and shot. He stopped and reloaded. <laughs> he's a single shot. And he stopped and reloaded. I'm guessing he stuffed the gunpowder down in the barrel. Fucking. I'm guessing I do a lot of these podcasts. 1936. I'm guessing it's 1911. So he had ten shots kind, to give him. That's yeah. kind yeah. of the fucking. That was the go-to automatic. Oh, handgun at the time. He stopped his okay. musket. That's when they was first going. They're sliding from revolvers into a, you know. Okay. The 1911 won two world wars. It was great technology at that time. You I know, ten shots versus it. your revolver and shit. Right. Or he just had two guns. Yeah. yeah. Cowboy, Cowboy style. style. Right. Cowboy style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, Benny shot himself in the arm and turned himself into police. The indictment was dismissed on ground for self-defense. <laughs> oh, he shot like, himself okay. in the arm. Yeah. yeah, he went the self-defense route. Okay, okay. Hey, I mean, if it worked once. So they didn't do the whole, like, oh, that's crazy. Forensics must have been way different. I'm sorry. No cameras. There. That's you what I mean, fuck cameras, bro. You know like, the angle of the shot, the impact. Like, you could tell you got shot up closer from a distance. Like, well, he was shot. He was shot. He was just shot. That's defense. all that counts. Yeah, he was shot. Hey, yeah, no matter what, you shot a motherfucker ten times. Like, I think after, like, eight, like, self-defense is <laughs> over. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, 100%. We'll give you six shots of self-defense. After that, you're just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and they said the numbers game was the one thing that Benny was always stingy about. Like, he'd let you work independently if you want to put up, like, gambling dens and stuff. But he didn't put up with anybody else Fuck doing the numbers. Number game. Yeah. yeah, I sort of uh, jumped over, but he shot that guy. The first guy was bootlegging. Mm-hmm. So, fuck him. Then the second guy was trying to take over the numbers racket, so he shot him. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So you're justifying? Are you justifying the ten <laughs> shots now? His, yeah. 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 All right. Murders. Huh? They're justifying. Hey, well, look. <laughs> they call that their or corporate takeover. <laughs> well, I mean, this is standard gangster shit. I mean, look on this show. I mean, we're talking about all criminals here. Right. I mean, what do you got to do? Right? Yeah, I hear you. Look, if you said nobody can come in the numbers game, this motherfucker's coming in the numbers game. Yeah, shoot him. You know. You know how much? Yeah, I, you got to shoot him. Fuck, kill him. You know how much two, I pay in retainers to the goddamn sheriff? You're getting shot, motherfucker. <laughs> I pay six hundred grand a fucking year. You're gonna die. Right, <laughs> shit. I bet you that's what he said to him too. By the early 1940s, he ran all the Dallas gambling, and he decided to move to Fort Worth. Shortly after he moved to Fort Worth on November 22nd, 1944, Fort Worth policy boss Louis Tinsdale was shot with a shotgun in his driveway. It actually wasn't a fatal shot, but he was a hemophiliac, and he died four days later. In he was a what? Hemophiliac means you don't stop bleeding. Uh, yeah, like your shit don't clot up. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real thin blood. So he could sh- he uh, saved himself ten more bullets. That was two yeah, days like, after his birthday need. too. You said he was. You punch him in the 20th. nose, you got to worry about murdering that dude oh, yeah? because shit. But I love this too. It's uh. Yeah, I did. It's my son's birthday, November twenty second. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think that's great. He fucking uh, he ran all of Dallas. He owns that motherfucker. He's like, you know what? Thinking about franchising. I'm going to go out over here. Catch my third body. Yep. Take this guy out the game. Take over his shit. Now he's expanding. Kill three people, get a nosebleed and die. Like, shit. Not to mention all the murders. So is that at the bottom? Okay, yeah. I was about to say, you got more pages. All right. 
One guy that refused to back down to Benny was a guy named Herbert Noble. Uh, he survived eight attempts on his life over a five-year period. Now, it was at least eight attempts. I've heard numbers as big as 14. Yeah, like they, so he thinks he's just yeah. invincible. Well, they so called, him, they like, called him the cat because they said he had nine lives. I was going to say, like, yeah, how many years like span was that? Five, over a five-year span. Five years, and they tried to kill him, what? Eight to 14 times. Eight to 14 yeah. times. They really just call him the cat, because by that point, he was yeah, just real cat. jumpy all the time. Shit. Somebody <clears throat> jumps around, he's like, Meow. what? So over the time, like, I'm not going to do the rundown all of them, but like some of the highlights. One time, he got his right ear shot off. Damn. Another time, he got away, but he got shot in the hip. And then when he was in the hospital, he almost got shot by a sniper shot through the window in the hospital. Damn. They were really? And what, uh... He ran a policy or something? What was his deal? Okay, he he ran a dice game. And what I read was that Benny tried to yank his percentage from 25 to 40. And he said, fuck it, he didn't want to do it. And they went to war over it. Some other people say that he just tried to move in. You know, sometimes mm. the two biggest kids on the block just fight, you know? Well, it sounds at this point Benny's kind of being a dick. He's just taking other shit <laughs> yeah, over. Right. Like, he's yeah, just... he moved to Fort Worth and probably yeah. moved into this guy's yeah. territory. Yeah. Call, call, Fuck it, I'm taking it over. Should call Benny the cat. He's just walking around pissing on shit. Psst, mine. Psst, yeah. this is mine. One time, uh, one of the failed Herbert Noble attempts, his wife got in his car instead of him, and it was uh, rigged, and when she started it, the car blew up. She gone. And his wife died she in the gone. explosion. See, this is crazy because this is 100% mob shit. This sounds like a mob story, but these are just Oh, that's a Texas mob hit. Dudes. Look, look like at the picture. That's look a mob at the hit. car. It well, yeah, looks well, like, like an uh, uh, Indy car. It looks like a... That's Herbert Noble creeping in the woods like Bigfoot for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't explain <laughs> that picture to you, but yeah. that's him. Creeping in the woods. For real. He just buried a body, you yeah. know, just casual picture. Shoot a beef jerky. Sure. It's a picture of him in his natural habitat. So after his wife bombing, he kind of went pretty crazy. He was pretty paranoid. At one point, he loaded his property with chihuahuas and peacocks. He they're, hated chihuahuas. Because they're loud. And he thought they would protect, uh, they'd lure them to yeah. anything. I mean, I guess, yeah. If you're just wanting noisemakers. He had geese and, and chihuahuas. That's, that's great. He had so many attempts on his life, but after his wife got killed, then he's on edge. So yeah. like, <laughs> now think, he's right. a little paranoid. You think in this guy's position, he should have just had like more friends, more loyal, more people in his crew, or that would have probably been worse for him? Knowing He that just was... got a pack of chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have a human to talk to maybe sometimes? Yeah. Like, well, know. they did have... You got 22 little ass dogs out there. Shit, he probably didn't trust anyone. Um, He did kill one of... I didn't write the guy's name down, but he killed Benny Binion's right-hand man, like his okay. top guy. Okay. So Damn, it's not right. like he was completely unscathed. It was back and forth. He probably thought until his wife got killed, he thought he was, like, badass. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker can't get me and shit. Fuck the 19 and attempts once... against me getting murdered. He's kind of badass. My wife died. Yeah, I'm good. He eventually got killed when explosive near his mailbox went off while he's picking up his mail. It killed him instantly. They can only find the top half of his body. Damn, that seems crazy to me, man. Because was she blew up in the car right in front of their house. She started the car and blew up, right? And yeah. then he's coming outside of the mailbox not long after. It doesn't matter how long after. I mean, you should have moved. Did you? Did he move? Did he? Re- you don't know. Benny was typically able to use his legal and political connections to keep out rival gangsters, but in 1946, uh, the Dallas elections, Benny Sheriff was voted out, and he lost most of his political pull. And mobsters from Chicago outfit started moving into Dallas. So this is the beginning of the end here. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's what I feel. (laughs) Chicago mobsters moving in. Benny decided, he literally 
packed a million dollars in a bag, took two of his boys with Tommy guns, got in his Cadillac, and drove to Las Vegas, and then sent his family back there to follow him. And that's when he started the Binion's Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next couple of years, he had several failed casino investments. Then in 1951, <laughs> he bought the El Dorado Club and the Apache Hotel and opened them as the Binion's Horseshoe Casino. Oh, straight up, I was just joking. I was... You really did open the Binion's Casino? Okay, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Dude, I, I've the been... The Casino? Hey, straight up, I was in Vegas for like a week during, doing a pool tournament and shit. Dude, Binion's was the best spot to be. They had like the ribs for 10 bucks or whatever, like the cheapest, fattest so fucking this guy's meal. Name the is best still shit. Out here. As a matter of fact, their big uh, thing, they have a stack of a million dollars that you get to pose in front of and you get to take a little picture. You can take a buck. You yep. can take one. <laughs> yeah, you can one buck. Me and other uh, podcast box, regular yeah. Lorraine McLean, we both got pictures at Binion's in front of the million dollars. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that is sweet. All right, we're going to take a real quick smoke break. We'll refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute. Thanks for listening. Just real quick, want to ask you to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Go to Apple iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review, and we'll read it on the show. If you have any questions, comments, or a guy that you would recommend we cover, you can email us at sayhellotothebadguypodcast at gmail.com. We also want to thank Sixfo Sueno for letting us use his music in the intro. You can subscribe to him on YouTube, and also a friend of the show, Cancer. He's got an art, photography, and graphic design page at Eyes Bleed Defiance on Instagram. You can see a lot of his work, including our cover art, which he designed. And he also performed the mid-show song, Blood, from his album, Grenades, Pistols, and Rape Whistles. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. So I guess we went to highball earlier, so we'll go whiskey theme all day. But we always go local as much as possible. It's Traverse City Whiskey Company, American Cherry Edition. For those that aren't oh, familiar, Traverse City, uh, Traverse City huh? is known for yep. cherries. They got the Cherry Festival every year and shit. Cherries, Traverse City's jam. Yeah, it's like the like national capital or something. I'm honestly cherries honored. Traverse City. I'm glad we're drinking this. That's dope. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh uh, yeah, what is it? Traverse City is also known for uh, Torch Lake. Word? One of the cleanest lakes in the world. Yep. 
dude, the yeah. water's beautiful. Like Caribbean water. It's yeah, like it's like clear, that blue. light yeah, it's blue. Nice. That soup's Shout like, out oh. Traverse City. Yeah. Well, Traverse City Fuck is yeah. like one of Michigan's little... A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Michael Moore, he hosts a big film festival in Traverse City every year. They're known for that. Traverse City is a nice little... Traverse City is a shit, Hot man. air balloons, that's a big thing. They do like a little festival about hot air balloons, too. Like, yeah. it's it's got a shit going on. They stay busy out Did you yeah. imagine that, though? Would you guys ever go in a fucking hot air balloon? Yes. Like, I would, but I'd In have a to, basket with a giant I'd, balloon above see, you with fire. I'm going I would, to skydive. But asterisks, yeah. <laughs> going to. You're going to do the skydiving? I would need the parachute to go in a hot air balloon. I would need the parachute just to have an out. Because, I mean, you're just up there with the winds. If I got, a, if my life depends on a fucking sandbag and a basket, no, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Traverse City. Traverse go, City. Go for the whiskey. <laughs> Traverse City. Skip out on the, the hot air balloon. <laughs> fuck the hot air balloon. But the whiskey's cool. <laughs> Just sit on the beach, yeah, bro. Whiskey's good. Yeah. Fuck that. Get drunk, watch some movies, and go swimming. Yeah. All right, so we left off Benny Binion, set up shop, and bought a hotel and i guess it's now what's like downtown las vegas right it's not well, on the strip this is what vegas has you would think downtown that's the nice area vegas it's the opposite downtown used to be the hot spot where binions uh what was the other one there's four because well, the they're all on the corner of fremont street mm-hmm. but um the strip is now the nice part that's where caesars and all this other and then the downtown area is the shitty part. That's where we, that's no, for real. That's where, that's where we, the yeah. hotel that's the hood. no, we, we went down there and we were seeing homeless people fucking on the sidewalk and shit. Oh, and you nice. go down there. And ironically, that's where the D casino is. The D mean the Detroit casino in Vegas yeah, is yeah. in that area. See, I've never been, of to, I've never been to Vegas, but in my, that's like Miami. Like people but, don't go downtown Miami. They go to South Beach, yeah. South Beach. If you're broke, like, or not even broke, but you're not big ball and shit, downtown's where they got the biggest payoffs with the smallest bets and shit. They got a uh, Fremont Street is famous. The whole street, it goes for like a couple blocks, <laughs> is got this big holographic, like, light up top, like a giant movie screen. But yeah, Man. for real, that's actually that's exactly what happened is he went with no limits on the crap table. So everybody that didn't have as much money would go to the no limit, you know, biggest payouts. He was one of the first casinos to send limousines to transport customers to and from casinos, and he was the first to offer free drinks to players. Oh, he started this shit. Yeah, he started all He started this shit. At the time when all the other mob-ranked casinos were only offering comps to high rollers, he'd offer them to low-level players also. He is quoted on his business philosophy as saying, treat the little guy like a big guy. Good food, good whiskey, cheap, and a good gamble. God damn, I like this Start guy. I fucking like this guy, dude. You yeah, know what? Yeah, Little inside bad, joke for the listeners. These guys won't really get, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely hearing Dave Chappelle at the end of this episode. This right. is DEFCON 5 all day. You heard that, listeners? Mm-hmm. He was also known for his $2 steaks, and they were typically brought from his Montana ranch. Yeah. I fucking love this guy. Things. Dude, like $2, I said, go to Binion's free drinks steaks? and a $2 steak. Dude, I'm it. telling you. Just for... spend your money here. You're going to lose your money gambling. Lose it here. And, and they we'll come and pick and they come and pick you up. What? Yeah. They come and pick us up? Yeah, the first one. They come and pick us up. They come and pick you up. Well, back the first one. I'm saying the time of Vegas used to be like everywhere would be like $2 steak. You get all that shit. But nowadays when I went like five years ago or whatever, we're talking like $40 buffets and shit. It's expensive. <laughs> you went, We went to Binion's. Dude, for ten bucks, you got it came out on a baking sheet, like he a big took, old slab of ribs. He probably took good care of his employees. I feel like he two dollars took good care of his. Hell yeah, Binion's is where yeah. it's at even today. Yeah, fuck I'm it. <laughs> Let's go right I'm now. Really, Let's go really, trip. Really We're going to Binion's. Some shit. We're going to Binion's. We're out. Let's go.
He quickly became one of the most profitable casinos in Vegas. In 1953, there was a connected guy named Louis. His name was Louis, and they called him Russian Louis. Fucking Lou- A. Louis Russian Louis Strauss. Turns out he wasn't even Russian. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably a, not. Like most he of was an Italian guy. Just random an Italian fucking name. names and shit. He just really liked vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then one day he, he got the clap from a Russian chick or something. They call him <laughs> Russian Louis. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's just weird <laughs> shit, man. Those are the nicknames that stick. Is the ones you don't want to. And that's the STD that sticks. <laughs> yes. Now your pee pee burn when you piss. <laughs> Russian Louie tried to extort Benny, not knowing that he was friends with the Los Angeles mob boss, uh, who was also a Louie, Louis Dragna. So Benny reached out to his Louis Dragna, his mob boy, and a mobster named Jimmy the Weasel Fratiano would later admit... Oh, that guy's not to be trusted. (laughs) The Weasel? (laughs) Whoa. Uh, He'd later admit to setting up Russian Louie by luring him to a house under... No surprise. (laughs) No surprise uh, there. Him and an associate held him down and strangled him with a piece of rope. The Weasel Frediano, he's a guy we might end up covering someday. He was like a Los Angeles, like, he's a big Los Angeles gangster. Imagine getting, Chicago, like, weaseled over show. by a guy named the Weasel. Yeah. <laughs> when you were doing this thing, when we're living this criminal life, and there's guys that's name are, like, the Weasel or the Rat, it's like... My homeboy asked me before, he said, hey, man. Don't expect too much from him, right? And my homeboy came over, he said, can I can I bring my buddy with me? I said, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, who is he? What's his name? He said, his name's Shady. Call him Shady, I said. His name's Shady. I said, yeah, all right, I guess, bro, like... Like, uh, Just call him Shady. I was hoping for not Shady. But Anything else would have been. It was my brother's house. I said, hey, can can his buddy Shady come? He said, yeah, he sounds trustworthy. Bring him on. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds, he sounds, sounds trustworthy. Like <laughs> what about his boy Snitchy? Yeah, yeah. Snitchy and the Weasel. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put my best guy on it. Who? The Weasel. <laughs> the Weasel. Oh, fuck. fuck. That's, not the, that's not the hound. That's yeah. not the wolf. That's the fucking Weasel. Hey, my buddy Johnny the Stool Pigeon. He's a real straight shooter. 1953, Benny was charged and convicted of tax evasion. It's always tax evasion, man. That's how they get them every time. I'm telling you. Tax evasion. The state, the ultimate mob, just wanting their cut. He sold a majority of his share of the casino to an oil man named Joe W. Brown to pay his back taxes. He did four years in Leavenworth prison, and then when he was released in 1957, his family regained controlling interest. By 1964, they regained full interest in the Horseshoe Hotel. Damn. And, I mean, we passed over it real quick, but, like, 1950s Leavenworth, that's some fucking time. Leavenworth, <laughs> yeah. like, that place is a pain in the ass. What, like, what is that? That's a federal prison. Like, that's where you go for doing court martials. Right, where at? Mm-hmm. Where at? Uh, Leavenworth, that's out there. Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's federal maximum security yeah. and shit. Okay. So, we've covered a bunch of guys, but it's something we'll cover eventually. Tom Silverstein was there. Before they invented Florence Supermax, mm-hmm. Leavenworth was the go-to federal spot yeah. okay where that's they where the they gangsters spent, gangsters and that's where they spent like all like the military criminals and shit that's where they throw them. it's just a big and it's just well and it's got like it's like shawshank it's a pain in the ass prison like that's straight you're out there in the heat tar right. roofs all the time like getting beat <laughs> digging up roofs, like digging yeah. holes Dude, they got yeah. prisoners who, you know, like not even gangsters like political prisoners like that like, right where they put the people, like Guantanamo Bay. like where, Yeah, where this is before it. we yeah, had yeah. the Bay in Cuba. We had yeah. Leavenworth. But yeah, Leavenworth is hard time. said he did four years, yeah. huh? Yeah, Leavenworth years. Federal Prisons. Yeah, that's hard time. One thing that was weird that uh, Joe Brown did was when he took control and interest and Binion went away, he replaced Binion everything with J.O.W. Browns. <laughs> like, so you see on the hotel on the left, like... The one is built Binion's like in the 60s and 70s. On the left, you see over top of it, it used to say Binion's Horseshoe. It says Joe W. Browns. Well, I mean. What a prick. 
That's that's sort of dickheaded, but in the same way, like, <laughs> hey, I'm floating this motherfucker. I'm paying it. Like, it is sure. kind of my Binion's, oh, Benny's in the clink right now. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm running this bitch. That's like getting a new girlfriend and then just taping pictures of your new girlfriend's face <laughs> over all your old girlfriend's pictures. <laughs> so you don't got to change all the pictures in the house. You kind of just... Just tape them over. Uh, if you peel that back, if you peel that back, it still says Binion's down there somewhere. It'd be even better if it was just like the Binion's sign was still there or just like cross out and said joe next to it right yeah. <laughs> well you see he came back and not only was he like fuck that he was like let's throw some lights on this too yeah yeah when he came out of there that he trumped that shit up yeah, i was gonna say that, that's real more vegas right like vegas vibe yeah right that's there. more what it looks like now exactly so yeah they also did this you were talking about this earlier this is the million dollar horseshoe so it's a million dollars and ten thousand dollar bills that was a real big Dan said yeah. he got his picture taken in front of it. But you this see, is even a that, lot cooler, though, because this is, like, in a horseshoe. Like, right now, it's just sitting on top of a poker table in a glass, like, case. Right. Oh. This looks a lot sweeter. But you see, even on that, he changed it from Binion's to Joe W. No, Brown's. He, he oh, kept yeah, it the same, it. just changed yeah. the name. Like, <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese just becomes a squirrel. He yeah. the picture. Like, if I, just I mean, name, this is it. one of those things. The businessman in me is like, well, yeah, he's floating it. This is a shit. But so far, Benny's my boy. So it's like, fuck you, Joe Brown. Well, these guys, are trying, to, the shit, these guys are trying to make a name for themselves, too. You know what I'm saying? As much right. as they're making money off the casinos, shit, they're trying to market their name and turn themselves into, like, yeah. stars. And- the only Joe Brown I like is Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, he fucking got in trouble for bossing Judge around that uh, valet guy down in Detroit. I seen that. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, that a ballet. Do to him. Didn't he like throw something at him? He did something. He assaulted him. The ballet. Some kid. (laughs) Picking on some kid. So, by 1964, after he regained full interest. Now, due to his status as a felon, he couldn't gain a gaming license. So, his son Jack operated as the president and licensee. He'd end up being the licensee for 50 years. And his son Ted is the manager. Benny took a position as the director of public relations. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, <laughs> hey. I mean, fuck it. You can't yeah. get it. It's like, well, fuck it, son. I guess it's in your name now. Well, I'll just be the manager. Son never fucked him over or nothing. I mean. Well, it's kind of real. We, you've seen Casino, right? Like, yeah. that was Rothstein's thing was that he was running the show, but he just couldn't get it. So he's never the director it. of the, you know, food operations. Okay, we're going to move him over to customer relations. Like, you just give him a position on the staff somewhere and then right. just run the show. Well, I mean, that's classic move. Like, you can't get, like, that happens in bars and businesses all over the place. Like, you can't all get it time. in your name. Fuck it. Yeah. Shit. Can't get cable in my name. I owe Comcast money. <laughs> what the fuck is your social security number? I owe Comcast I need some money HBO. when I was nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom right. used my name. Man, what? My we need these security number. <laughs> we need these lights back on. DTA ain't accepting my the name. Bill, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was born with the DTE bill. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he would wear ten gallon hats and he'd wear ten gallon hats and no tie. He had the buttons on his shirts changed to gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, favorite coat was a buffalo hide jacket. Oh, man. His felony status prevented him from carrying firearms, but he was never without a pistol. And he always kept a sawed-off shotgun either with arms reach or in his golf cart. So, wait. He went to Vegas and started wearing a buffalo skin jacket and having a a gun (laughs) and a 10-gallon hat? Gold coins as buttons as well. Oh, What is it, the human Twinkie mascot? (laughs) So, he continued to run the business way he always had. 1967, a Las Vegas cab driver named Marvin Shoemate 
planned a kidnap attempt on Ted Binion for a ransom. Oh, Marvin's got high ambitions for a cab driver. Right. So Marvin Shoemate attempted to recruit a local thug, not knowing he had connections to Binion. On December 2nd, 1967, Shoemate was found in the desert with a shotgun wound in the chest and a 357 round to his head. That's so fucked up. Just a cab driver like, ah, I want to kidnap this guy. Hey, I know him. Fuck me. And then just gets taken up. Like, goddamn. I mean, you're fucking stupid, bro. Why would you? I mean, that's a bad plan. That's yeah, a stupid, horrible plan. plan. You don't just Did try to recruit. Go horrible execution. You don't try to recruit anybody execution. for some shit like that. You, bring <laughs> you start this by, hey, do you know that Binion guy? Yeah, I kind of work for him. All right, next guy. <laughs> right. You don't immediately start saying your shit. How'd you like to yeah. kidnap his kid? <laughs> yeah. <Man. laughs> like, Figure out that guy's background a little bit before. Yeah, it turns out I'm best buddies with him. I really wonder how that went, bro. Just think, that guy, he he thought he had one. He thought, you know what, we're thought. about to get this big guy. Yeah. I got him. And then thought. next thing you know, he's sleeping in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that really sucks one. for Murray. He's just a lonely little cab driver. Like, I feel like they could have just smacked him around a, a little bit. I mean, he wasn't even going to kid. He was subletting the kidnapping like he was just trying to hire someone to kidnap. That's like, how do you gonna middleman the kidnap? Right. Like you have to just either be the kidnapper. Yeah, I do all my kidnappings or, on myself. Yeah. Right. What do you like, mean? hey, I'm gonna kidnap this guy. You wanna go do it for me? <laughs> right. What? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? Hey, give him this ransom letter for a hundred grand. I'll give you ten grand. You but me... you do all the kidnapping. They I'll pull up in horse and carriage and kidnap you and tie you up in a fucking. Uh, you want me to come do this job with you? You're not even a kidnapper yet. You don't know what you're doing. I'm not working no first-timer, man. Tie you with a lasso. Uh, 1972, the lawyer that owned the land, the horseshoe was built on, demanded increased lease payment on horseshoe's property. Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking about it. For some reason, I was thinking, like, he owned the land that the shit was on. He's got a million dollars in a glass jar. Like, buy that shit. Why are you leasing it? I don't know. Las Vegas real estate. Like where he owned the building. He owned the, the building, yeah, right. but he didn't own the land. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy that casinos still got like a landlord that just hikes up your rent. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a great deal in nineteen fifty one when yeah. you pulled into Desert Town and you're like, Yeah, hey, I'll do it. I'm gonna build oh, yeah. this place. And now right. you know next thing you know it's Vegas and this fucking rich lawyer dude's like, Hey, yeah. pay up, nah. bro. Yeah. So how how long till this guy gets found in the desert? Well, they blew up his car in a parking garage. Okay. Right. Not bad. Not, yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> Not too shabby. I was about to make, like, well, this isn't exactly a lonely cab driver. Like, this is a guy on the books or whatever. No, it turns out they're just going to blow him up in the car. No, you just blow him up. Fuck up it. The, up the ante on us. He seemed Put to the always the Yeah, it seems like he has a real way of problem solving. Well, you know, bombs used to be a big thing with the mob, but then it got too out of control in cities like chicago and new york that are huge cities and you're letting off these bombs in these really compact areas is real bad they literally did like a geneva convention where they got together and said look rules of war we're not gonna bomb each other cars no more because that's not cool like we we can shoot each other on the street but he said fuck it it's a problem let me blow shit up well that's last resort every time i start my car i my butthole puckers (laughs) can i please i got that can we please stop this but Benny wasn't Italian. It's a problem, just blow him up. Every okay. time I want a cannoli, I gotta fucking risk my life? Fuck. But yeah, Benny wasn't Italian, so he could still do it. So he's like, oh, I blow shit up. It works. Yeah, it's part of what They I didn't heard. find the lower half of that guy. I'm sticking yeah, with the bombs. You know, for me personally, I'm kind of partial to the pencil. I kind of want to go old school. I want to bring that back. In Vegas, poker was a backroom game of casinos that offered it all. 
because they didn't pay a lot of money to the house. But Benny used to allow these big head-to-head games for high-stakes players. So after years of doing that, he realized it would attract spectators that would watch these popular guys play poker, and then they'd go hit the tables. So he started the World Poker Tour. Yeah, he started the world. He started it. He went to jail for starting it, and then someone else started it the right way. He started it all. He did it like. Did he create Texas Hold'em? So in 1970, he arranged for seven of the top poker players to play a cash game. And at the end of the game, the six players voted on a winner. And they voted for Johnny Moss, who won a small trophy. The next year, they moved to a freeze out format with a $10,000 buy in, and Benny named it the World Series of Poker. God damn, he really did invent the what World the Series. Fuck? Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh right, let's just start making sure. What else do you want him to invent? <laughs> right. If anybody wants to know the history of poker, here it is. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Just, hey, you guys think about dog racing? This guy created dog mm-hmm. racing. Yeah. So, <laughs> turns out he right. stole all Here's that guy's chihuahuas poker, guys. and started it. So Johnny Moss again won the championship and he made a $30,000 uh, pot. Oh, so he won it twice. Um, yeah, he won the first two times. He ended up winning it. Like he 10 was tied times, in with Benny. Ten times, probably. but he won the first two. And she, well, he's a good poker player. Okay. You know, he's an old dude. He's been, you know, been around a long time. Sure. Um, you know, he brought like his Doyle Brunson, Amarillo Slim, all those guys, the old school poker players. He'd bring them in because people would be like, hey, you know, Amarillo Slim's over there playing poker, and they go watch him, and then go hit the craps tables, and it was fucking money and shit. In 1973, people thought Benny was crazy when he was quoted as saying, "One day the World Series of Pokers will have as many as 50 entrants." In 2019, the World Series of Pokers had 8,569 entrants and a grand prize of $10 million. Oh, Fucking guy. He called it. Shit. In 1984, the Binion family commissioned a 15-foot-tall, 2,800-pound bronze statue of Benny on horseback by sculptor Deborah Copenhaver. So they put it outside the horseshoe parking structure. In 2008, it sold for a dollar, and now it's displayed in front of the equestrian center at South Point. For a dollar. Benny was also a key player in bringing the national finals rodeo to Las Vegas from Oklahoma City, and it's been held at UNLV in Las Vegas since 1985. Damn. Yeah. This guy makes shit happen, dude. I mean... He said, I gotta go back to Oklahoma every year just to see this straight up. Fuck that shit. We're bringing it over here. here. (laughs) We're bringing it over here. here. Bring this rodeo home now. now. (laughs) He did have a record, and you know this is true because I don't know what it means, but he's got the record for (laughs) having the only 15-hand gelding to win the National Horse of the Year three years in a row. So, whatever. I mean that's that's a lot of words you yeah. just said. What is I that? Mean, that's a lot of hands. Yeah. That's that. like winning the Golden Gloves three times in a row. Like <laughs> he, box, he boxes horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every year the national uh, the national finalist rodeo holds the Benny Binion's world famous bucking horse and bull sale. God damn, how many bees is that? That's a litter of a <laughs> bees and bugging band. That was the Binion's book back, back <laughs> boy and boogie Doug boy. Doug Dimmadome, owner of yeah, the Dimmadale yeah. Dimmadome. Yeah. And it's one Doug of the only Dimmadome. things I hit first did, time did, through did, today. Did, oh, yeah, by the Give it up. That was good. You didn't stumble at all. Yeah, he did. I really he thought you were going right to porky up. pig the fuck out of it, but you nailed it. Now you or put the pressure on. I'm about to stumble off yeah. Whatever I'm about That's to say. I already lost my spot. No, it's going to take you five takes to say the word the. All right. It was one of the world's largest stock stock auctions. See, so he went back to his roots, back to these the stock horses. auctions. To, yeah. You know what? He got so old, lived a life. Now he wants to go back to just being that simple little boy that was too sickly for school. I just want to sit and look at some cows. <laughs> well, Binion died of heart failure at the age of 85 on December 5th, 1989, in Las Vegas. Oh, damn, it's a shitty damn. year. Uh, before he died, he had an 
birthday party that he threw in Vegas that he offered free beer. Just oh, like, yeah. He was out there living. Yeah. Open bar, baby. Open invite, too. Open, ready oh, 83. Open to the public. Yeah. I'm 83. Grab some beer, bro. Free beer. Come free beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drink a beer with everyone in Las Vegas before I die. So one of the best resources you can find on him is by a guy named Doug J. Swanson. It's called Blood Aces. So if you wanted to like really get in the That's details a good title. of the hypoken and shit. They ought to like, have a movie on this guy. Huh? Well, he sold the movie rights to it, but the company they sold it to went under. Uh, so you're telling me the rights are up for right. sale. So we can buy this real quick. I <laughs> see if they want to sell it for a dollar. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Kev, you could play uh, Russian Louie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's you a decent role, though. I mean, there's some gangsters. Some screen time. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. You, you get yeah. some lines and shit. Mexican Chilada would uh, be a Russian Louis. Russian drink. Louis. Let's get it. So after after <laughs> Benny Binion died, poker great Amarillo Slim described him. He was quoted that said he was either the gentlest bad guy or the baddest good guy that you've ever seen. Which is almost wow. a Yogi Berra quote. Like that was, right. That's kind of genius and <laughs> barely legible at the same time. This is either extremely smart or completely dumb. But he was right because even if he wasn't right, he could have been wrong. But he wasn't because to him he was right. So Exactly. All right. Well, that's the story of Benny Binion. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Go on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. The, I, I prefer to call it the ballad of Benny Binion. Benny the Cowboy. Like that's, a Binion Cowboy. Binion Cowboy. <laughs> so you guys haven't seen a picture of Benny yet. So mm. if we were going to make a movie and we had to cast somebody to play Benny Binion, who would you cast to play oh, him? Oh my god. I think I know. Hold on. <laughs> that's a great question. Man. Dude, I don't know why and for no fucking reason at all, Johnny Depp. Like Johnny Depp. I, I got no idea why, but it just pops gonna... in my head. Well, why the fuck was I thinking like the same fucking thing? Because it's fucking Johnny genius. Yeah. See, I was thinking like an yeah. older Johnny version Depp. of him. But like the and old I was thinking John Goodman, the little Young, chubby guy to play the younger fucking... years. But... Bert said John Goodman. I was thinking along the same lines. He's dead, but if you know Brian Dennehy, I think Brian yeah. Dennehy would have Well, been... see, you guys are going with big guys. This Burt guy was Reynolds. too sickly to go to school. I don't think he ever bulked up. You guys got to be thinking tiny little straggly guys, I think. Well, you got to. I think you guys be... are going big dudes. I, I don't we think. we're our own story here. Here's a picture of Benny Binion. True my boss. True my oh. boss. Oh, shit. I guess John Goodman was a good I ass fucking I fucking nailed ball. it. That was good. He's a skinny guy with a fat face. Shit, You're going to tell me that's that's him. This isn't him super old either. So. That's fucking... Dude, that's John C. Riley. <laughs> so that all oh, that is. That's John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's John oh. C. Riley. I bet he could kill that shit, man. For real, though, I like all the photos that are on here, you can't see them now, obviously, but they pop up on the Instagram. In this one picture of him just posing... <laughs> Outside with his hands on his hip. I mean, he's Dude, that's fucking classic. He's, he's living mode. it up. Yeah. He has. Grizzly. I fucking love this guy. That's toward he the has grizzly fur. I loved yeah. him halfway through the story, bro. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, he built this fucking. Dude, he's just shoving like big old guts of man tits, and he don't give a fuck. He's flashing them shit. So now we gotta do the DefCon scale. Now the standard DefCon scale is five to one. Five being the lowest, one being the highest. Now on this podcast, nobody's good guys. So five is Lee Murray, who's your crack dealing, kidnapping, bank robber. And one is the Purple Gang, who's got multiple massacres, multiple gang wars, and they kill people on the street. <laughs> so on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate <coughs> Benny Binion? 
I mean, at the time he died, bro, he was probably he he's was a probably, boss. He was probably I mean, a four. Shit. He was probably a, you know what I'm saying. He probably wasn't that bad of a guy. Five all day. Sure, he stacked a couple of bodies, but they were dickheads. The only civilian that he killed was Marvin, and that's because that dumb fuck wanted to kidnap him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have somebody like... that was his boy. Like, other than that, this guy revolutionized Vegas. Everything that he implemented is Vegas today. He invented the. Everyone gets booze. Everyone gets cheap food. And his whole <laughs> philosophy, hey, I'm here for the working man. So really, all he did was fuck the state over, then revolutionize fucking Las Vegas. This guy wasn't a bad guy. Defcon he was 5, just, he all was fucking just, day. This guy's fucking... my fucking hero. Nobody rocks a fucking 10-gallon hat and a bearskin nipples yeah. <laughs> like this. Buffalo skin. Let's go. Boop. Go to Binion's right now, enjoy a whole rack of ribs, and get a picture in front of million dollars. Fourteen dollars at the most. He yeah. has bison fur on his fucking coat. So, what do you guys think? Go with the Defcon Five? No, yeah, he's a, he ain't that bad of a dude. Yeah, no, he's I a gangster, but he did shit. Dude probably had a fucking huge heart, bro. Like yeah. he just had to. You got to mm-hmm. chop a couple fingers off on your way, stab a couple mm-hmm. eyes off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Shit. After my impassionate dissertation, what are you gonna do? Of course, I swayed the court. <laughs> All right, call that a Defcon Five. That's right. It's going to the streets. Hey, y'all. It's revolution up in this bitch. Set the alarm. Defcon 5. Now, before we go, you guys got anything? Nothing. Shout out. uh, This is October. Tis the season. Break out your hoodies. Watch some horror movies. There you go. What was your Instagram? Uh, 6-fold-burt. S-I-X-F-O-E-B-U-R-T on Instagram. All right. Let's just say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming in last place Smell that dope when I pass by I let my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy The good guy coming in last place Smell that dope when I pass by we was down bad, my mama had to be dead Spent my birthdays in the trap, we had to work with what we had She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam, man. And I don't need a hundred friends, I just want a hundred bands A hundred jugs, a hundred scams, ay, ay. So out of money, grabbed a hundred hams So out of money, grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols Fuck a judge with a grudge, I'm blowing crud for my mental life Ay, and I still keep it on me, run into your big homie, first you meet your dead homie, yeah. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. Ay, the good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. Pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I just did the dash in the fast lane Let my money at a fast pace, look like a drag race Country up in my ashtray, I'm in my bag hey, Good girl, bad face, slim waist and her ass fake hey, And she in love with the bad guy hey, But bad bitches never act right hey, She act up until that bag fly She did a turnaround in one night 
Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy come at last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast price. Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy come at last place.